Thank you for, from Hope Worldwide. Uh, Hope Worldwide started in 1991. Any, any people go back that far with Hope Worldwide? Look at the hands. 1991 started in Harlem. Started in Harlem right there. 1991. And uh, man, what, what a great ride it's been. Hope is doing really, really well. Some of you know Robert Carrillo and Michelle Carrillo. They were here in the New York church. He's the CEO we're in about 70 countries across the world. We serve millions of people. And I got to tell you, as an advocate, I get to go once a year and meet with the leaders of Hope. And to, to, to stand for New York City is such an honor. You guys make Hope Worldwide look so good. So good job. So, you know, you really are the light of the world here in the Bronx. Uh, all the projects that were mentioned, the Thanksgiving projects, the Christmas projects, uh, serving the elderly, serving the nursing homes, serving in the shelters, you truly are the light of the world. And you are opening up hearts. I love the story of Chi-Chi getting baptized today. You know, she, she's just around disciples and she's like, hey, I want some of that. I want some of that. Come on, Chi-Chi, way to go. And just when light comes in, it just opens possibilities. And, and that's what Jesus did. That's what we do as disciples when we serve, when we're shining brightly, we're opening doors of possibilities. And this scripture here, if you want to open your Bibles or just look behind me, I'll have most of the scriptures uh, behind me. But it says in John 1, verse 10 and 11, he was in the world speaking of Jesus. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. And I don't know if you've ever just, you know what, I'm going to read the book of John, you know, some a quiet time series, and you get into chapter one and you read this. Have you ever just gotten really sad? Like, I just read, like, I can't say I've like cried my eyes out, but when I stop and look, like, okay, so he made it. He invented everybody. He sewed everyone together in their mother's wombs. And he comes and no one recognizes him. He comes to that which what he made. And the Bible says they didn't recognize him and they didn't receive him. Because they had no idea what was going on. And no idea, just with life and craziness, they just missed it. Let me ask you a question. How many here think if you were there during that time, you would have recognized Jesus? Okay, look around the room. We got one sister right here. Okay, awesome. She's bold. She's like, I would have seen him. Absolutely. You got a brother over here. Okay. Why aren't the rest of us raising our hands? Okay, we got, we got another person. It's hard, right? It's like, would I have known that was Jesus? You know, so in general, he wasn't recognized. In certain situations, he wasn't recognized. How about this one? When he, you know, this is, the, you know, when he, when he was at the table with them, he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it. And it says, then their eyes were opened and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. This was after the resurrection, right? On the road to Emmaus, right? So he's walking with the, he's walking with the disciples. It just says two of them. I'm not sure which two it was, but he's walking with them. He's like, what's going on? Like, what's going on? 
Where have you been? What are you, an outsider? You don't know what's going on? It was Jesus. But he was disguised from them. So he's talking and he kind of rebukes them. He's like, don't you know what the prophets say? And how could you not know? And all this stuff. And they still don't know who it is. But as he's eating, it says their eyes were opened. And they're like, it's Jesus! And then he disappears. Like vanishes. Try to explain that to your wife when you come home, brothers, right? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a total stranger. And then it was Jesus. And then he just evaporated. <laughs> like, it's just nuts. But, but again, they didn't recognize him. You know, in July of 2000... Oh, so today, th- this is the title of my message today is Recognize It's Jesus. Okay? For all of us, by the end of the sermon, everyone can raise their hand. I recognize Jesus. Amen? Alright, so let's see those hands go up. That's the goal of today, is just recognizing it's Jesus. Back in 2000, uh, anybody Pepsi, Pepsi drinkers here? Anybody? Diet Pepsi? Okay, not too many Pepsi drinkers here. What are you guys, a Coke town or something? Coca-Cola town? So anyway, Pepsi needs to do a better job, and, and that's what they tried to do in 2000. So they, came, they were coming out with this new product called Pepsi Twist. All right? Pepsi Twist had lemon in it. Anybody remember? The year 2000? Okay, yeah. I wish they still had it, right? I like Pepsi with lemon. So they come out, so they're going to come out with this new product. They're like, but we don't want people not to recognize the new product. So they got together and they're like, what should we do? How do we make sure when this new Pepsi product comes out, it's not mistaken as the old Pepsi, right? We need to really figure out from a marketing standpoint how to do that. So here's what they did. Does anybody know who that is? Ozzy Osbourne, right? This guy has a reputation of being absolutely crazy, unpredictable, putting bats in his mouth and ripping... Yeah, I mean, just disgusting blood flowing over his mouth, right? So they're like, okay, let's get Ozzy, and then let's get... The Osmonds, okay? Now, does anybody know the Osmonds here? I mean, it's, it's, it's been a while. I know lots of hands aren't up. But they are like brother and sister, cutesy, okay? Like really pure. And, and then there's Ozzy Osbourne, okay? So, 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 so Pepsi's like, let's, let's in, in other words, to, to make a differentiation, let's have Ozzy and let's have the Osmonds. Let's see what happens here. You got to give it a hand for Pepsi, right? They tried. Come on, Pepsi. So this is, this is what Ozzy looked like. I was like, oh my God! No way! Not the Ozzy! Not my children, no. I want to read a passage to you. It's a familiar passage. I'm going to read it in the message version. And it's Matthew 25, starting in verse 31. And it says this. When he finally arrives, blazing in beauty and all his angels with him, the Son of Man will take his place on his glorious throne. Then all the nations will be arranged before him, and he will sort the people out, much as a shepherd sorts out the sheep and the goats, putting the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Enter, you who are blessed by my Father, take what's coming to you in this kingdom. It's been ready for you since the world's foundation. And here's why. I was hungry, and you what? 
fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was homeless, and you gave me a room. I was shivering, and you gave me clothes. I was sick, and you stopped to visit me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the sheep are going to say, Master, what are you talking about? Right? When did we ever see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I tell you the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. Then he will turn to the goats. The ones on his left and say, get out, worthless goats. You're good for nothing but the fires of hell. And why? Because I was hungry and you gave me no meal. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was homeless and you gave me no bed. I was shivering and you gave me no clothes. I was sick and in prison and you never visited. Then the goats are going to say, What, Master? What are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or homeless or shivering or sick or in prison and didn't help? He will answer them, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you failed to do one of these things to someone who was being overlooked or ignored, that was me. You failed to do it to me. Then the goats will be herded to their eternal doom, but the sheep to their eternal reward. So, what's the point of this passage? There's a big twist at the end of our lives, isn't there? There's a big twist. People who are cold, homeless, hungry, in prison, it's like they're going to, like those children, that they're going to unzip and who's under there. Jesus. Be like, I'm not some homeless person. I'm not some jail person. It's like Jesus, like it's me. I was I'm under there. And it's like we, we have to really look at our hearts and look at like what's going on because this is coming. Like this kind of thing where, where if you if you look at the passage, it's like no one had any clue. The people who were sheep had no clue no clue they were serving Jesus. The people who were goats had no idea they were ignoring Jesus. Because it was under the zip. It was under the zip. So, what is it that keeps us from recognizing? Right? Like, what is it that keeps us from recognizing it's Him? I've been disciple 31 years. And I've spent many of them with my goat shampoo and my goat belt and my goat shoes and my goat life, 
trying to figure out, do I give the guy a dollar? Do I give him 50 cents? Do I buy him a meal? Or, you know, all these thoughts in my head. I feel guilty. I know, I'm ashamed. Uh, if they only had videotape. But I'll, I'll, I will share with you uh, one uh, that I wouldn't want you to see. So we have, we have hope meetings in New York City five times a year. So I pull up to one, and there's one woman across the street. I park the car. I'm, I'm, I'm not late for the meeting, but I wanted to be on time. I need to set up. So I hear a woman, and she's, she's vocally crying out for help and food. She's across the street, but she's in the opposite direction. So I, I pay my meter, and I hear her, and I see her, and I'm like, oh, hmm. You know those points? You're like, ah, the sheep foot, the goat foot. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm like, we have so much food left over in these meetings. I'm justifying it, right? So I'm like, oh, they have so much food left over in the meeting. I'll go to the meeting, and then hopefully in an hour and a half or two hours, she'll still be there. I'll get extra food, and I'll bring it back. And then I got some food, and I came back, and she wasn't there. You know? And I think that what happens is I, I, I've, for so many years, just asked the wrong question. It's not how much money should I give them. It's who are they? And seeing them. Has anyone ever heard of this show? Undercover Boss. You think about Jesus. Wasn't he, wasn't he the undercover boss? Came out of heaven. We didn't recognize him. Didn't know who he was. Comes down to be with the people. So, so this show, these are pictures of CEOs, like this one here. He's CEO, but he dressed down if you've never seen the show. So they, they try to disguise themselves to just, just kind of look normal and kind of like hourly wage or whatever. So we're going we're gonna to watch one, uh, just a f- short clip of, of one here. Here we go. Hi. Hi, nice to meet you. I'm Angel. I just said I'm working with you today. Yes, you are working with me today. How's it sound? It's human. All right, great. What I really want you to focus on today, Joey, is customer service, because that's the basis of everything that we do here, okay? This is GAME. It's an acronym that was made up by our company, and what it shows is it's basically great customer service. G in GAME is greet every customer with what can I help you find. My first impression of Angel is I'm blown away. The understanding how important customer service is, and it's great to see a CEO of things that I totally believe in is being filtered down at store level. E is in each transaction by saying thank you for shopping with us, okay? Well, you know your stuff. Yeah? Thank you. You're going to know it, too. How are you here? I started when the store opened. I really like it, and I know you're going to do really well, okay? You know why I'm here? Why don't you tell me? I just closed up my pizza place in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. And I want to open up a sports memorabilia stop. Oh, really? So, tell me that you had a pizza business. Why did you close your pizza shop? I had it for about 12 years and just too much competition on the street. I, I closed it up about six months ago. Wow. Yeah, it's a very sad thing happening to me, and... Joy, I, th- I think you, I think you're very brave, and I, you know what? Sometimes you may have ups, and some, sometimes you may have downs. But as long as you 
drive yourself you're going to be fine just keep it going myself i love this job this is very good but it hasn't always been this way what happened to you when i turned 25 i ended up being pregnant and i was a manager at a restaurant and then i got too far along i couldn't work there anymore and ever since then it's just like times have been really really rough it's you know we've been homeless for a long time we live in a shelter now it doesn't mean we're in a shelter we're in a shelter it's a homeless shelter been there for about like two years now. I have three children, you know, that are in school and stuff like that. A four-year-old, a three-year-old, and a 20-month-old. Mm. Yes. It doesn't matter, though. Don't I don't want you to feel sad for me or anything. It was way worse than that. We've slept at bus stops. We've been down to where as though we didn't have any money to eat. You understand mm. what I'm saying? But I'm going to tell you something. Things get better. As long as you have that drive in there, as long as you push and push, things are going to get better. You're going to be fine. I have never experienced a moment like this, knowing what she's going to be going home to. It literally broke my heart. I'm the one who decides how much our associates are paid. And to think that one of our associates is homeless makes me sick. You listen to what you said. People like Angel deserve better. And I know this company and myself can do better. I'm not Joey. What do you mean? You are Joey. I've met with you like once or twice before. He had a lot of hair. I shaved my head, Angel. Here you are, a department manager in apparel. Teach me and show me every inch of the way. You were just amazing. I just hope that I'm doing good for you. <laughs> it was above and beyond anything I could have ever expected from an associate. But your talent level... And the way you care about the company, you're the kind of leaders that we want in our company. And that's why I'm promoting you to assistant manager. What? Oh my goodness, I'm sorry, I can't believe this. We're giving you a $14,000 raise. What? You deserve it. Think about that homeless shelter where you go home every night since I left you. It kills me to see that you're still there. So I have a check for you. Because I want you to move out of there immediately, like tonight. What? No. You cannot be serious. I'm serious. And so I have on me a check for $250,000. Oh, my God. No, no, oh my, oh my goodness, no. Angel, are you okay? Oh my goodness. I have a financial advisor that I'm setting up with you, and taxes are taken out, so it's $250,000. Oh and I don't want you to live in that homeless shelter ever again. I'm going to tell my children that we're not going back to the shelter anymore. That we're going to have our own place. Oh, my God. They can run out back. Play in their backyard. They can be kids. <laughs>
watched it 30 times and I cannot stay dry. (laughs) We have more time, it would be really fun, to break up in groups of three and four and talk about the spiritual applications from what we just saw right there. How many of you think that when he woke up in the morning when he decided to go undercover, that he'd be buying her a house for 250000 How many of you think he woke up thinking, oh yeah, I'm just going to spend 250000 on this wood? I have no idea where his heart was when that, when that all thing started. So what was it that caused him to act? What do you think was it that, that got him to give the $250,000 taxes? You were talking and laughing and, ex, and, ex, and just being excited, but he took the taxes out too. It was a pure $250,000. Sometimes, funny, if you ask people what their strengths are, they get to about two things typically, and then they need to make a phone call for someone else to give them a few more. But if you ask people, what, you, what are your weaknesses? What, what do you struggle with? It's like, how, many, how much time do you have? Right? Like, do you have another piece of paper and a couple more pencils, right? We just tend to see ourselves negatively and understand what our strengths are. But there's something that happens when you hear someone's story. That... Yeah, our heart might be callous and and hard and and we haven't been serving the poor, but if if you just would stop for a few moments. You know in the Old Testament when God told them, leave the sides of your fields, don't harvest them. So the people who don't have any food can come and glean a little bit. What about our time? How busy and packed are we? Pretty busy, aren't we? We're packed and we go side by side, appointment by appointment, and we're like always in a rush. Maybe God would tell us in the New Covenant, hey, you guys in the Bronx, hey, New Jersey, hey, New York Church, leave some time on the sides to stop and and listen to someone's story. It could change everything. And it changed everything for her. And, uh, And so, one of the things that, you know, Anybody in here want to be a sheep? Anybody here want to just fly through that? With, okay. okay, now if you don't have your hand up, I'm guessing that means you... Because the only two possibilities are sheep and goat. Sheep go to heaven, goats don't. Anybody want to be a sheep? Okay, raise it. I hope you... If you don't want to be a sheep, I think there's a whole other sermon for you somewhere. I'm not sure where, but I bet you can find one. It's, it was so great to talk to Michelle about, as soon as you mentioned Hope Worldwide, I love Hope Worldwide. I love serving. I love making people's day. I love giving. I just love it. It's awesome. I mean, she just, I just was, you know, you, you just take my role. Come on up, Michelle. And you just talk about Hope the whole time. It's so much better to give than receive, but when we haven't given in a while, it doesn't seem like it. And we start talking to people and we get generous and we, we, we fall in love 
And we start remembering Jesus. And we start remembering how awesome he is. So, so the takeaways from today is, what should be our response? Number one, learn someone's story. This week, instead of reaching into your wallet, hey, hi, what's your name? This one woman was, was, was approached by uh, this guy that I met, and, and he tells this story. And, and, he, and he, he walked by her. She was just sitting on the ground with a little sign. And he walked by her about ten steps, and he walked back. And he's like, ah, oh, he's like, hi. He's like, what can I get you? Are you hungry? And she stands up. And she's like, no, I don't want any food. And he's like, you don't want any food? Come on, I'll get you something. Can I give you some money? She's like, I don't want any money. He's like, okay, what do you want? He's like, I want a hug. And he was like, okay. And he said, she hugged him like it was a 10-minute hug. It was probably only a minute, but it felt like 10 minutes. And she just hugged him and hugged him and hugged him and just cried. And he, he started crying and he backed up and, he, and he's like, what else can I do for you? She's like, nothing. He's like, well, here's my phone number. Here's my card. Call me if I can do anything else for you. He gets a call six months later. It's the woman from the street. She's like, guess what? He's like, what? She's like, she's like I got an apartment. He's like, no way. She's like, yeah, I got an apartment. I got a job. And he's like, really? She's like, she's like, I hadn't had a hug in six months. She goes, when you're on the street, you're invisible. People pretend that you don't exist. And that hug got me going and realized that I am somebody and I am seen and I can go for my dreams. Once you learn someone's story, you can add value. You know, maybe there's someone you know or something you can do or, or you just say, you know what, I'm going to remember your name. You know, and here, if you need something, you call, Right? And build a friendship and build a relationship. When you look at Jesus' interactions, wasn't that what he did? He asked the name, found out the situation, did what he could. And then finally, take action. Take action. I think one of the greatest things we can do is just start, right? Like, I can be, get so guilty about how I haven't loved the poor and haven't... And then I'm walking, and as I'm thinking about how guilty I am and how bad a, a, a goat I am, I pass opportunities. I loved communion today. Forgiveness. All right? Let's forgive ourselves if we haven't been living the sheep life, right? And let's start. Let's, let's build friendships with people. Let's encourage them. Let's serve one another and honor the kingdom of God when we're sick and when we love each other. And I got a picture for the first time of what I want to look like in heaven. I can't believe it. I've been looking for a long time. I've never seen a picture of how I want to look once I'm in heaven. Do you guys want to see it? There you go. Thank you very much.